All right. Good morning or good afternoon, everyone. Today is Thursday, April 1st, 2021. And I just wanted to say to everyone, keep a lookout for the April Fool's prank. Seriously, even coming from like government Twitter accounts and stuff, a lot of people have been falling for that kind of stuff. I was honestly thinking about doing a prank where I said like, oh, I'm shutting the channel down or something. But I'm like, no, that's that's really unfair. And that's not that's not nice, even for an April Fool's prank. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. But anyways, if you see me take a little more water breaks or pauses than normal in this episode, it's because I just finished recording like four episodes in a row. So if you'll just excuse me, please. Anyways, let's jump into it. So there's not that much. I checked all over the different areas of the internet, like different sources, outlets all around the world. There's not that much. I mean, so first off, 15 million Johnson & Johnson vaccines have been thrown out due to a, quote, ingredient mix-up. Look, I this stuff was going to happen, whether it was going to be fraud, a mix-up, organized crime, getting involved, trying to exploit. At the end of the day, these things happen. I don't really... I'm not going to lie, I don't really care because a corporation like Johnson & Johnson can't afford it. So anyways, the next thing is that Bernie Sanders has sided with Trump on a social media ban. Okay. Here's the thing about that. I do believe that regardless of what happened on the 6th, and this is my humble opinion first off, I do believe that someone like Trump or um, others too that have said controversial things should have the right to come back onto platforms like Twitter or Facebook after a certain amount of time. Now, if you watch Joe Rogan's uh, podcast from two or three years ago with Tim Pool and Jack Dorsey and his lawyer, uh, Vijay Gad, the CEO of Twitter and all that, they said that they believe there was a way to, uh, they wanted to introduce a way to bring people back to the platform like you know, Alex Jones or Gavin McGinnis or what have you. But again, nothing came of that. That whole conversation was great. Tim Pool called them out on a lot of things, but nothing came of it. So we're going to take it seriously. No, let's just move on. Right. That, that's the thing. With that being said, though, I think it is important to say that when someone like Bernie Sanders comes out and believes that just because, you know, Laura Trump, Trump's daughter-in-law interviewed Trump and put the video on Facebook and his voice was on there, Facebook banned it because, you know, Trump himself is banned from Facebook. I don't think that's right. I mean, I really don't. Regardless, like, um, I know this might get controversial, but I think ultimately it, we have to be consistent and we have to be fair, right? So, I mean, let's put it this way. Governor Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, I'm not trying to use, well, actually, I am using him as a comparison, but, you know, we can argue there's different contexts, and, you know, one side of it as well, Andrew Cuomo didn't incite an insurrection. Ultimately, though, that is debatable. When we look at the intelligence angle, that is debatable as to whether Trump did or not, but the point is, is this. The sexual uh, assault and uh, harassment claims against Governor Cuomo is bad, but what's worse than that are the cover-up of the healthcare deaths. Anyone who covers up deaths like that shouldn't be allowed on, I mean, if you want to play that type of game of who should or shouldn't be allowed, you should take him off too. Why is there no removal of that? The guy covered up deaths. He literally, like, if you want to translate it into what literally happened, he took blankets and threw them onto people's dead bodies. Not not literally, but you know what I mean, like, metaphorically. And honestly, the way that he did it with, you know, threatening assemblymen and assemblywomen and different staffers, he might as well have. Honestly, he might as well have. Now, the thing about this, sorry, guys, for the, for the pauses. Again, I just, my voice is crackling, even with all the tea and water I'm drinking. But... Here's the thing, too. I think that regardless of that, in terms of freedom of speech, there should be no, oh, well, he covered up deaths, he should be removed, or he might have incited an insurrection, he should be removed. I think freedom of speech is freedom of speech. And I mean, look, when we look at, for example, um, Parler, right? Everyone said on the left, to the, the ones on the right, the conservatives and all that, 
go make your own social media platform if you like if you don't like Twitter and they did but the, here's the thing they were using Amazon servers right so again they used the back end and they used in theory technicalities that allowed Amazon as a private company to remove whoever they wanted as a client to do this I think ultimately though people should be given a chance to come back onto the platform or any platform whether it's Twitter Facebook you name it and this is the thing guys like it's driving people to different areas of the internet not just trump i think he uh sped up the process of what's what was already going to come to tell you the truth in terms of censorship i don't know if that's a bad thing because i'd rather have it get over with now and deal with the political discourse now than later right but the thing about that is this too like i mean when looking at it it's kind of like if you don't let people back on, you're just going to drive them to farther and farther corners of the internet. Now, the opposite side of that argument as well, if you do let them back on at some point in time, you're validating their beliefs and arguments. I don't think so, because regardless if people see it as validation or not, that is part of freedom of speech. You see what I'm saying here? Now, the only loophole about all of this that these companies can get away with is that, you know, oh, well, they're a private company, so they could do what they want. So I get it. But I think Bernie Sanders, I do agree with him on this in the sense that Trump should be allowed back on eventually. It's true. I mean, it's true. Honestly, like I get it. If they wanted to actually, no, I don't. But let's just play devil's advocate. They wanted to deescalate the whole thing with Trump tweeting and and hyping up, you know, his followers and all that or his fans or his um, his supporters. Okay, but now it's everything seems to have calmed down and the opposite end of the argument is well, Dave, no, it hasn't calmed down. Well, okay, then when is it going to get really calm again? You know, it, it won't. So like, let's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's be realistic here. So the next thing is that GoFundMe has shut down a fundraiser for parents who were attacked over their opposition to critical race theory. Uh, it's critical race theory. It's complicated. It, it, for those who know what I'm talking about, you'll know what I mean when I say it's complicated. I don't want to explain this. It's a form of teaching that's been going on in America that Trump and the conservatives and the Republicans have disagreed with. And I do, to a large extent, agree with them. In my humble opinion, I think critical race theory is, a, I mean, it's iffy. Okay, it's iffy. I think it's, it's the, in theory, it's, it, it sounds like a beautiful thing. But in reality, in practice, it doesn't seem to work. And I could be, I'm very open to having my perspective changed on this, by the way. But I think critical race theory, I mean, is a bit, is extensive. And I agree with the conservative aspect on this part. Sorry if I'm giving my opinion too much. It's just, it's hard to explain what critical race theory is without delving into the divisiveness of it. So the next thing is that people are experiencing agonizing rashes all over their body from the AstraZeneca vaccine. Huh, big surprise. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, really, like, seriously, like... Look, AstraZeneca, it's iffy, especially with what's been going on. And when I say it's iffy, I mean, like, for example, being in Canada here, the fact that Joe Biden sent over the ones that were not officially approved by the FDA. And from my understanding, none of them have been. They've all been emergency authorized. But apparently AstraZeneca just barely made it by the emergency authorization. It's scary. And I'm not trying to frighten those who, you know, are listening or watching that may have gotten it. Although I think a lot of you aren't going to get it or haven't gotten it yet. But for those that have gotten the AstraZeneca vaccine, I mean, a lot of people around the world, including major countries, are very iffy about it. And people are now requesting to take, you know, the Pfizer one instead of the AstraZeneca. Ultimately, in my humble opinion, I'm not taking any of it, as, as most of you know. But... 
I mean, look, if if you're being, I don't want to say, fo- well, it, honestly, it might come down to being forced in certain countries or what have you, especially with the, the talk of the vaccine passports and all that. But anyways, the next thing, again, the, the thing with the agonizing rash, it's terrible. I mean, but at the same time, once it's in your body, what are you going to do? You don't know the long-term effects of it. This is my concern, right? Which is ironic because, you know, Mark Zuckerberg voiced concern in a private Zoom call with his executives, but then in public, Facebook's enforcing this whole thing like, the second you say something bad about the vaccine, you're banned or you're temporarily suspended. People have the right, again, freedom of speech. People have the right to question these things, right? The next thing is that 80 unaccompanied uh, migrant minors were found in an Arizona desert. Oof. If you check out the um, the public episode coming out, I believe later on today, or t- yeah, I think it's today's episode, if I can remember off the top of my head, you're going to find that a lot of a lot of miners are being sent to Arizona. ICE doesn't know what to do with them. ICE generally doesn't take uh, directives from the White House, even though they should, which is kind of a conspiracy. And it's funny how no one really pays attention to that. But anyways, the next thing is that the WHO said Europe's vaccine rollout is unacceptably slow. Look, In my humble opinion, I'm going to question everything the WHO says just because of the fact that there is uh, there is substantial evidence to suggest that China has through intelligence apparatuses, deep infiltration into the WHO. And even if they didn't, I would have questioned them to begin with, because, again, we look at things like, um, uh, for example, the the, the Syrian gas attack about the the possible cover up because it would just simply support a Russian narrative and things like that. And I'm not saying about covering up the gas attack. I'm saying lying about it. But anyways, that's a different thing. I'm just saying that these big organizations, the European Union, WHO, the United Nations, they, they, they will go in the opposite direction of the facts if it pushes a narrative they don't want. It's as simple as that. And, and most people know that, right? I don't need to tell you guys. But the next thing is that the Iraqi prime minister is trying to forge closer ties to Saudi Arabia. Look, let them do their thing. I, I mean, I maybe you might be saying right now, Dave, you're an idiot. What are you saying? Because I don't know the context of Saudi Arabia and Iraq's uh, um, you know, f- previous and former relationship. But again, guys, I mean, I, I don't like let them do their thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be some type of Western intervention and see what comes of it. Now, again, keep an eye on them through intelligence and things like this. Absolutely. But on a public level, let's see what comes of it. The, nec- the next thing is that Pfizer claims that their latest latest data shows it protects against the new strains of COVID. Okay, you guys make of that what you will. I don't want to continue with the with the whole COVID thing. So the next thing is that uh, some gunmen killed 30 people in Western Ethiopia. Again, it's it's so sad when the kidnapping of the kids in the in the classrooms and the shootings just to you know uh, just for a, a local turf war or something like this. It's so unfortunate, you know, lives being taken for what reason? You know, the next thing is that oil climbs. The price of oil has climbed as OPEC weighs hiking production uh, is deciding on whether they should hike up production or keep cuts. Look, I. Oil is oil. They're going to fluctuate in the way that they see fit with the market in order to profit the most. I don't know. I mean, it's way more complicated than that. I totally understand that. But I mean, ultimately, it's just about making money and, you know, making sure your economy is stable and your country is good. Right. So at the end of the day, I guess we can say it is what it is. Right. Um, By the way, if you hear any noise in the background, it's because my dog probably just woke up from a nap. So anyways, we're almost done. The next thing is that BBC is reporting that Canada is doing well with the lockdowns and we are no, we're not. We're not. 
I, I got pissed off about this a little bit because the BBC says, oh, look at Canada, Canada, they're doing well. Listen, our population in our country, because I'm from Toronto, Canada, is less than that of Cal- the state of California, first off. Secondly, it, as of, it's basically been announced, but as of tomorrow, we're going in a province-wide lockdown. So I live in Ontario, which is basically like the, the, the vast majority is a province. It's like a, a province is like a region or state in the U.S., but much larger geographically. Ontario is like makes up like 60 to 70% of Canada's economy, other than Vancouver. Vancouver and Montreal. So look, whatever you hear about Canada's doing so well uh, with the lockdowns, it's nonsense. All right. I just want to say that. The next thing is that an Australian Olympic kayaker and his brother were found guilty of attempting to smuggle 200 million Australian dollars worth of cocaine into the country. Well, it's unfortunate they couldn't get it in. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, look, I mean... If you're an Olympic athlete, if you, I, I don't, I, I don't know people's personal situation as to, as to whether or not they need the money or what have you, but you really need that much money, two hundred million bucks worth, you know. And at that time, apparently they've had previous drug charges, but this time around they may in fact be facing life in prison. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not a big drug guy or whatever, but. I, I believe it's very difficult to get cocaine into Australia simply because, again, they're a continent, they're an island, right? It's hard to get it in. And so that's why the price of the cocaine is much higher on the streets of Australia than it is in, you know, for example, Europe or the West, right? So, again, guys, seriously, I'm not even joking. That's how pathetic the news is today. They got to talk about an Olympic. I mean, okay, fine. I chose which stories to cover, but that's how I try to choose the most important ones. I feel you guys would need the most as you're listening or watching as you're going about your day. That's how pathetic it's been. Like to, like the past 24 hours it's all about the border mexico this and that that's why like there's not really too much i could say about a bunch of uh, like you know that's why this episode won't be as long as normal but i guess that's kind of a good thing when nothing super prevalent comes up but again it's all about you know the uh, the george floyd trial the uh the, the boulder shooting as well as the um the different you know like the matt gates scandal stuff that we've already covered you know what i mean given our opinions on it, things like that so again it'll be interesting to see the next thing is that MLB season starts today, baseball season. It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, with regards to how it'll be handled in terms of like isolation and separation or if they're going to actually have to cancel certain games like they did with the NFL and the NHL and the NBA and you name it, right? So we'll see what happens. Now, allegedly, Biden's already trying to politicize the the whole thing with, um, with Major League Baseball. I'm not sure. This is what I've been hearing and reading. I don't know the specifics, so I don't want to make any accusations, but... Other than that, seriously, from unless I totally missed a bunch of major stories, there's not that much today to tell you guys the truth. So we will catch you Saturday and Sunday for uh, Unleash the Kraken News. We'll have a main episode later today and one tomorrow too. Cheers.